Good morning. Uh, you're listening to Get Serial on Sin this Friday morning with your hosts Thea and Luca. It's our last week of shows this week here at Get Serial. Uh, we're also a bit sad that it's ending, but of course we're happy to be here on air. Today we'll be talking about um, designing your own music festival. Uh, who would headline? Where would it be? Would it be in the future? Would it be here in the present? Who knows? Um, also, coming up, we'll be talking about our favorite uh, kids' shows growing up as kids. Yep, animation, whatever. Uh, if we still think about them or nothing. And also our weekly recommendations. Uh, yeah, we've got a jam-packed show for our, our last week. Um, I'm a little bit sad that it's all ending, um, but if you want to find out uh, all things uh, sin and more stuff about Get Serial and uh, keep following on for the next season, and then uh, hit us up on uh, sin.org.au or um, on our socials, so that's Get Serial on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Get Serial 907 on Snapchat. Um, so before we uh, continue on with the rest of the show, unfortunately... <laughs> I'm the bearer of bad news. Um, so our our show last week actually um, didn't end up airing. So um, we just thought we'd uh, pop that in there now just so you know um, that some things might, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it if some things don't align <laughs> with what we've done um, last week and this week. But that's okay um, because we will be putting it up on Omni, which is where you can get um, our podcasted version of our shows. Um, so that will be there so you can still listen to it um, if you go to Omni. Um, and go to Get Serial Friday. Uh, so uh, without further ado, uh, the first song we're going to play for you uh, on our show this morning is uh, it's by Jonah Yano. It's, uh, the track is the international feature track on Sweet 16. Uh, it's cra- Congratulations, You're in First Place, and enjoy. Good morning, everybody. Uh, that awesome track that you just heard uh, was uh, by uh, LA artist Baby Bulldog called lonely um i like the this this kind of i mean i i've only just discovered baby bulldog through playing this song but um i kind of liked it it's like a little bit uh experimental i guess it's kind of how i describe it um but yeah you're listening to uh get serial this friday morning i'm thea um and your other host is luca and we're going to be talking about um a little a little concept that luca has uh put forward for us today so uh, if we were to design our own music festival, kind of what would it look like? Who would be headlining it? Uh, what are the kind of details? Um, so, Luca, what are the sort of like parameters of this of this little like game? Like is it current artists or can we choose anybody or what, what else is there? So you can choose any artist, uh, dead or alive, um, no matter what genre it is, doesn't matter whether they are like famous or not famous well-known not well-known could be people you know as well um it also depends like the venue where it's held can be anywhere in the world i guess uh maybe somewhere that you wouldn't think a festival should be held whoa so it's like just just a free-for-all yeah so like usually it's like in an open like field paddock reserve whatever Mm -hmm. for an outdoor event but I was thinking, like, what if it's in Antarctica? <laughs> and then, and then, so you don't have to think about the real implications of actually going there. It's more just like 
it'll be there. Yeah, very like imaginative, creative, yeah. freeform stuff. Damn, okay. Wow, that's like extremely broad, but I love that. Um, okay, well, what what are your thoughts then? What What is your initial setup for this festival, Lucas Festival? All right, so I think all the artists have to have a animal with them, like a pet, just at least near the stage or on stage to engage the audience with them as well. That's a good idea. So, for example, Birds of Tokyo will have actual birds. Ah, I see. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. And there's um, there's this Italian band called Pinguini. <laughs> so they will have actual penguins because it's in Antarctica, so there will be penguins roaming around. Whoa. Playing with uh, festival girls. That's, that's such an interactive experience. I hope that the animals are, like, well-equipped for crowds. Like, I'm sure that in this imaginary scenario, their mental health is, like, a priority and it's, like, all fine and they're all chill. Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. I love um, that. Genre, I don't know about the genre of music. What kind of, what kind of genre of music do you think would there be, like, a broad selection for your festival, Tia, or would it be, like, mm. very selective? Well, to be honest, if I were going to make my own festival, like, I'm, I'm sort of, because it's so broad, I'm like, okay, so am I either going to try and make a really brilliant festival that, like, lots of people would come to and everyone would enjoy, or would I just try and make it, like, what I really want? And I've decided, like, yeah, I'd make, like, my own personal, like, favourite festival, which would mean that the acts would be, like probably there'd be like a slight theme. So like I I definitely have like the replacements just because I've been thinking lately like I am so sad that I'm ever gonna get to see them perform, probably. Like um so like they would be there for sure. But then as would like I'd have to have Stevie Nicks and I'd have to have Robin and like probably like Kate Bush and like Big Thief, Caroline Bolacek. The list, oh, like the Conto twins, like I can't even, yeah, like I should have looked at my like play, like my music library before I um decided, but it'd be like, be like a combination of that, which I don't think, but then also like if it's my festival, I totally would perform a song, like I would have my own set, like why not, you know what I mean? Oh, I'd probably have like a yeah. DJ too, like, you know, I don't know who, probably like Nina Krabbies or something like that. Um, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just make it all what I want to hear, which is like potentially a little bit selfish. I don't know who'd come to the festival, like other than myself, but like also like who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's a fantasy festival. Like it might as well be like my like the best thing I can come up with. You know, I think. <laughs> which was which is what I'm curious about. Because I was like, would mine be a few days or would I do like a one day? Like, what would you do? Um, mine would be 12 hours nonstop. <laughs> wow. Because the, I think the days are longer in Antarctica. Oh, okay. <laughs> at a certain time. So you'd have, yeah. Yeah, you'd have way more sunlight at a certain oh. part of the year. You're a really thoughtful, like, um, event organizer in that respect i like that yeah so even if you like can't make it straight away at the top of the festival you can always come later on still jam out damn 
there'll be a two-hour bracket of um, like battling synths. <laughs> so you have uh, so interactive. You have, it. Yeah, you, you have like John Carpenter battling Goblin. So like Goblins is like Italian prog rock band that had a lot oh, okay. of uh, movie soundtracks in the seventies and eighties. For, cool. for example, Suspiria and like Dario Argento <gasps> movies. Yeah. Yeah. And John Carpenter, of course, he did Halloween. Um, right. The Fog, The Thing, all that stuff. So, like, they're, 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 like, their movies clashed a lot. So, like, there were similar themes of, uh, what do you call it, nihilism and uh, depravity and stuff like that. Whoa. And the theme music matches those things. I just want to see them battle. <sighs> That would, I think that would draw a big crowd, especially because if you're a fan of those movies and of that music, that's a very good, like, interactive idea. Yours is so, um, yours is really, like, imaginative. I feel like mine is, like, a little bit more, like, one, slightly more selfish and two, less um, in the clouds. (laughs) 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 But I'm saying that as a compliment. I feel like mine should be more, like, out there, you know. Like you got penguins. I mean, I guess you're in yeah. it. I guess you're using like what's there, you know, which is good. And the final act for my show would be Coco the Gorilla in like a thermal coat jacket. She's playing the xylophone. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. That's a good like finale. Would you have like fireworks or like something like that? Ooh, um, I think I'd have like just a massive bonfire at the end of it. Mm. that's a good idea I think I was just thinking how would I otherwise like yeah yeah like fireworks kind of like would get what do you call it it'll get confused with like a flare gun going off like oh someone needs to be rescued (laughs) so you'd set up a a rescue situation yes like people will know okay this is the designated point for you to be picked up to leave yeah. the Antarctic Festival. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, you have to think about the logistics of getting everyone there and back. It is a big, mm. it's a big, you know. It's true. Yeah. A big. Um, where, where would you hold your, where would you hold your festivals here? Um, well, two, so two things. I think to finish mine off, I would, and I don't know, no, everybody would have to participate, but I'd hope they would. Because I'm assuming not that many people are going to come to mine. So I'm like, this is maybe like a small group. So everybody has to all together jump into like a lake. Like there's just like a big lake somewhere in the festival and everyone has to jump into it. I think I'd make mine like a few nights um, like and have some like, you know, nice people like serving food. It would be a bit like hippie maybe. But I think I'd have it because one time I um, went to a festival in Croatia and there was like a stage in a really like old fort. So I'd love to have it in like a big cave Ooh. in Australia or like a big or like an ancient ruin in like Turkey or something like that. Like that'd be all like Greece. Like that would be. Okay. Really that's, that's next level. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be really fun. I feel like, cause like, I think that'd work with the like Gothic, like, you know, Ooh, like almost like just like kind of mystical theme. So yeah, that's my two added points there. All right. That's cool. That's cool. You've uh, buoyed my excitement. <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, boys, uh, we've got a local feature track from this week's uh, Sweet 16 playlist, which you can find on synth.org.au. 
Uh, it's our list of eight local feature tracks and eight international tracks that have been getting heavy rotation here at Sin. And so we're about to play um, uh, local act The Boys with Linda. You're listening to Get Ill here on Sin. Good morning. You're listening to Get Serial on Sin this Friday with Thea and Luca. Uh, the track you just heard was Matriarchy with an eight. Matriarchy. Uh, the song's called The Feeling. Uh, quite an electric track you just heard. It was a uh, very bouncy, very wide range of vocal ability. So uh, big ups to Matriarchy there. Um, uh, we're going to get stuck into uh, this next part of the show. We'll be talking about our favorite kids shows growing up. So... Anything animated or anything kid-friendly, I guess. Uh, so yes, yeah, what, what kind of uh, TV viewing habits did you have as a child? <laughs> well, I would say I, unfortunately, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. I I put this down to, like, I put it down partially to being an only child just because when I'd come home from school, like, my parents, well, this is mainly high school, but even, like, I, I would just, like, watch TV, you know, because it'd just be like me, myself, and I. Or I'd have it on always in the background if I was on my own. So I was definitely <laughs> partially like, I don't want to say partially raised on TV, but I was certainly like watching a lot of it. Um, but when I think of like, I, I never watched like Cartoon Network or anything. So I didn't watch like, I'm trying to think of shows that I watched that were, like I didn't really watch like, I mean, I, I had have since watched like SpongeBob and stuff. But I actually just watched like The Simpsons probably. That was like my favorite show as a like as a kid. Yeah. I loved The Simpsons. Like can remember so many episodes. Um and like yeah, my family and I watched it. Like I know that's not like it's not like a kid's it's not like the wiggles, but that was definitely like big for me. <laughs> and Futurama too. Can't forget that. Like I just thought they were so funny. Yeah. And, like, I just remember there's this episode, there's this Simpsons episode, right? Like, some of the episodes are so ab- absurd, like, for a child to be watching, like, especially the one, because they would parody, like, movies and, like, bands and things. Like, there's, there's I can't remember what the episode is called, but there's this, um, there's this episode that parodies, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and it's, like, really scary, but it, it sort of, like, tries to, like, <laughs> like, parody that in the episode. It's actually brilliant. Like, I just kind of... I think as a kid that probably all went over my head, but now when I think about it, I'm like, it's actually so impressive. Like, like doing yeah, it's like, very smart writing on their part. Yeah, yeah, like it's actually quite impressive. But I think the the thing I remember the most is like Smithers was like obsessed with Malibu Stacy, and there's this one episode where he like, I don't. This is like probably not appropriate, but he's like, to turn on the computer, he has there's this like dial tone that goes off. Oh my God, I can't stop laughing. It's like Smithers, like, and it's like Mr. Burns because he's in love with his <laughs> And it's like Mr. Burns goes like, you're so good at turning me on, like when the computer starts off. <laughs> and like, then he's like, Smithers is like to Lisa, like, ignore that. It's just like this <laughs> thing that I only like, I only years later actually understood what that meant. Like there's so many parts of this is like that. I think that's why I look back at it fondly because so much of it probably went over my head. <laughs> well, uh, that's my that's model about this instance. What, what about you? What were you into? Um, so I think like during maybe when I was like 10 or 11 and my brother would have been 8-ish, 9, 8, 7 years old, we used to like watch heaps of Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, there'd there'd always be like this show called Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. It's just about like this one kid who imagines these random creatures, and they become like his. They like live in his grandma's house, I think, and huh? he spends the summer with all these random like made-up creatures and that. But they all have like certain a cultural relevance behind them, like a, they're a reference. There's one. Oh. There's one called Wilt. He's like a, I don't know, like eight, nine foot tall, red sock puppet kind of figure. And he's like, a, he plays basketball. And there was a basketball player called Will Chamberlain, played for the Lakers back in like the 60s and 70s. Oh, wow. Okay. So it had like links to like real world. Yeah. That's very cool. I, can, I, and I think oh, there was this one character called Blue. He was like this manic, crazy little like Pac-Man kind of ghost figure. But he was such a, like, a live wire that he was always so memorable. There was, like, one episode where they the whole crew went bowling, right? Yeah. And Blue wanted to be a better bowler. So he, he this, like, bowling guru, uh, like, helps him be one with the ball kind of thing. And this whole zen approach to life stuck with me from this guy. Oh even though the, the even though the guy, like, sucked at bowling, he was no good at bowling. He was, like, a hacky side player in the end. Wow. He had nothing to do with bowling at all. Damn. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's, like, meta. Yeah, very meta. Very meta. I feel like... My brother's favourite show was um, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, I think. Oh, I don't know what that is. Is that, like, a... Again, this might be a Cartoon Network, like, divide thing. What, it, what was that? So, uh... These two kids, Billy and Mandy, they're like make friends with the Grim Reaper, and they just take them on adventures every like just random adventures. It's it's kind of like a precursor to Rick and Morty, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. like the way he like takes them to different dimensions and portals. Ah, uh, like that it's, concept. Yeah, it's not as subversive, but it's still kind of pretty cool. They had like, they had a they had an episode where it was like they had like a race between. The, the, each character and there's one character with like a paper bag on his head and no one knows he's like always he's finishing last and then the main characters like billy and mandy this, these childhood bullies they each have they like kill each other out of the race like destroy each other's races and the kid in the paper bag just like slowly limps past the finish line everyone in the crowd goes wild and it's revealed to be like this side character called peewee or i mean pudding and the whole crowd, like, Pudding wins the race. Like, that that quote is still stick with me today. <laughs> a memorable moment. I'd yeah. Say, well, I mean, those things never leave you, I think, <laughs> when you love them so no. much. Not at all. It's so weird how some shows, like, a lot of kids' shows, though, have these, like, when you look back at them, have, like, sort of bigger scenes or, like, things went over your head that you didn't realise were actually, like, quite, like, significant. <laughs> yeah, when- they do it so subtly, don't they? Yeah, like, which is really, like, I mean, I think that's good. Like, even if you don't really fully understand it at the time, I think even as a child you're, like, aware that this is kind of strange or, like, a bit different, which is cool. It's, like, a bit challenging, you know, as opposed mm. to the average kid's show. Um, yeah, well, it was very interesting to hear about your favourite kid's show. Um, and uh, before we uh, head on to the next track, uh, I thought, or Luca and I thought that um, seeing as there's still um, – 
a lot's going on in the world right now concerning the Black Lives Matter movement, that it's still important to keep up awareness of um, of these issues and what's going on and including um, uh, the First Nations um, like Lives Matter movement here too. Um, so, yeah, if you guys still want to, anyone listening that still wants to support um, those movements, um, you can always go onto the Black Lives Matter website, which is like, a, I guess, a way from Australia for you to kind of support um, that movement in the US or there's always pay the rent. I think that's paytherent.org.au, um, which is where you can donate to, um, to, uh, support, yeah, First Nations lives. Um, so without further ado though, uh, we'll go on to the next track, which is Mother Tongue by El Fresh the Lion. Uh, you've been listening to Get Serial this Friday morning with Thea and Luca and enjoy the track. Good morning, uh, listeners. The song that you heard just then uh, was Kyoto by Phoebe Bridges. Um, so that is off of her new album, Punisher, which is on the which is the international feature album this week for um, the Sweet Sixteen playlist. Um, I'm a big fan of this actually. I'm I wasn't aware of Phoebe Bridges much until probably like her recent, I guess, couple of oh album songs. Um, and I like this, and I also like the video of this song Kyoto. So um, I won't spoil anything, but go check that out. Um, It's kind of wacky and cool. Um, And yeah, I think she's got a great voice. So yeah, um, go check her album out. Uh, So (laughs) I'm just going to reiterate here. uh, This is our segment where we talk about um, recommendations. So things that we um, have done in the past week and then uh, things we'll recommend for each other in the week ahead. Uh, Seeing as our uh, last week's show didn't air, um, I guess I'll just fill in the gap there. So we, Luca and I, uh, recommended each other we play instruments in this past week that we're going to talk about uh, today. But, yeah, again, if you want to check out that episode, we are going to um, upload it on Omni so uh, as a podcast. So go check that out if you want to find out uh, the things that we spoke about last week. Um, I think we spoke about First Nations artists um, and some of their work. So um, go check that out if you'd like to. Um, but Luca, how did how did playing? I think it was a keyboard I recommended that you play, right? How did that go? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so yeah, keyboard playing. Um, it was pretty cool, actually. I enjoyed it really. I did it every day for like at least thirty minutes. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, so I'll just try different tones out. Um, what do you call it? Like there was these different uh, synth tones I was trying like to replicate from in my head of like what I like to hear and what different sounds that I've just discovering and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know like a lot of chords, but I was just spreading my fingers out and like two to three different places and yeah, see what music I could make. <laughs> <laughs> I, that sounds very organic. I like that. I think it's like you might as well just have a play, you know, even if you don't, because I feel like it's very intimidating when you don't know how to play an instrument. You don't really feel like you can do anything. Because, like, in a way you kind of can't, but at the same time it's like you can just still do whatever you want. <laughs> like, Yeah, if it sounds good for you, then no judgment there. I mean, like, yeah, music's about having fun and just, yeah, enjoying yourself, find some inner peace. Um, yeah. Did you did you find that um, it was, if you were doing it every day for 30 minutes, did you find that, like, I mean, obviously just, like, playing the instrument is kind of cool but did you find that it was like a nice thing to like a nice thing to have in a routine like to sort of set aside time to do something like that uh yeah i think it was good to like 
break up during the day when I was home. I mean, like, you don't want to be, like, just watching random videos all day or, you know, just constantly on the internet. So it's because, like, turn off, get away from the internet for a while and just, yeah, do something analog or digital, depending on what your instrument is like. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Thea, you, um, you, I recommend you play guitar, is that right? That is right, yes. Um, well, that's, that's the only instrument I really own, have access to. Um, so, yeah, I did it I did it once, so not, not as dedicated as you, unfortunately. But um, I will say that because uh, I have a very basic knowledge of guitar, like I can – I kind of have tried to, like, keep up some form of being able to read the music, even though I really can't. I can only re- really read, like, basic um, notes and things. But I can sort of do it enough to, like, play very basic beginner kind of um, songs. But I, I did, like, manage to pick it up and, like, actually was surprised that I could kind of read some of the notes and play some of those because I have, like, a little book from when I used to do it um, as a kid. So, like, I was just looking at, like, the most basic songs ever. They wouldn't even be, like, actual songs. It'd just be, like, they're just called, like, playing with notes E, F, and G. So that was my practice. But I think I just enjoyed, like, I kind of was like, oh, wow, I'm not, like, completely musically inept. Like, I can, like, actually play something. Or, like, it's not really, like, it's not too difficult to just, like, you know, like, get the basics and just, like, yeah, it felt nice to do something with my hands too as opposed to just, like, writing an essay or just sitting and looking at my computer all day. So I think there were actually, like, quite a few benefits. Um, so thank you for recommending that for me. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was good. Musical instrument recommendations. If you want to like check that out yourself, um, yeah, feel free to check out our Insta and socials at Get Serial. If you feel free to share with us. Um, but yeah, we've almost come to the end of the show, and uh, just want to think about the best moments we've had so far this season. I'd seen at Get Serial. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird. I've I've never done Get Serial, let alone broadcasted at home. Um, I think we've both found that interesting. Um, I I would say that my favourite part was probably these recommendations just because it was nice to try something new every week. So thanks for, for doing that with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. Um, yeah, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. Well, uh, I think the, the, one, the one recommendation I remember was like making, not make, what do you call it, the, the yoga, doing the yoga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a different one. I, st- I still yeah, feel sore from that. <laughs> I think I am planning on still doing some plyometric workouts uh, when um, I can be bothered. Now that you've introduced me, to it. so um, but yeah, that was that was a fun fun one to do. I think. Yeah, we we also learned some new skills as well in like post reduction. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, like. Mhm. Yeah, otherwise might not have done it if we weren't um, at home having to do it ourselves. So this yeah. is true. That was good to learn. Smart stuff. All righty. Uh, we, uh, we got a track from our local feature album. It's titled Panic Desire. The artist is Simona Kashikum. The track is Monolith, and this is a just an epic track, five-minute long, just banger. Um, it's quite eclectic, so hope you guys enjoy. We've been, list- we've been uh, Thea and Luca. You're listening to Get Serial on Sin this Friday morning. 
You're listening to Get Serial this Friday morning with Thea and Luca. Just heard a banging garage track from uh, The Meanies. Track's called Jekyll and Hyde. We've come to the end of the show. Um, Thea, it's been a pleasure recording Get Serial with you. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It has been. It's been so fun. Um, Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, We've had such a good time together. We hope that you've enjoyed um, this version home broadcasting of Get Serial. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Bye. Bye.